This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hang.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change with world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers Radio. And this week, we're going to be talking about alignment and resonance. And when we come back after the first commercial break, I'll be joined by Dr. Samantha Collins, who wrote the book Radio Heaven, where we're going to be talking more about alignment and resonance and specifically her perspective and, and tools for this topic. So um, I think that learning to be in the world, learning to navigate it through you by using ourselves as an instrument where we understand that when there is a right relationship between ourselves and the outside world, that um, things are easier, uh, things are clearer, it becomes more possible to make decisions. And it becomes uh, more possible to relax, actually. There's less management that our mind needs to do. And more, um, you know, more ability to feel into the moment and make, you know, decisions that move our life forward. And so one of my experiences with um, alignment and, and resonance comes from in growing a process of growing my business. So, you know, not not so long ago, I I was really very I was pushing my business forward. I was um, I was going to these really like swanky events and I was staying in really fancy hotels, you know, that had like perfect gardens and gigantic water features and uber polite staff and that kind of thing. And, um, and I, uh, I had my book out and people were seeking me out for the expertise that I was bringing to the table. And yet I still wasn't feeling happy in all of this. I was actually feeling more disconnected then I was feeling connected to what it was I was doing. And it wasn't overall like the movement towards success wasn't where the disconnect was. What was happening is the, the core of who I am, the way that I express myself through my work, through my values, that kind of thing was not being found in what it was that I was doing. So there was a lack of alignment between me and the way that I was living my life. Right. So in, in valuing creativity and quality and artistry and these things that are really important to me, I would have found myself in different locations um, and with different qualities to them. 
Um, and I would have more been more likely to be eating, you know, organic food at a boutique hotel than I was at this like monstrosity that I found myself at. So this idea of resonance is or or alignment rather this idea of alignment is that you know even if there was this forward trajectory even if there were these positive things that were going on that the way that I was connected to my world at that point in time simply wasn't in alignment and the result of that not being happy the result of that is just feeling a little bit like ugh, I'm going through the motions and I'm not really feeling the juice of my life. So when we, when we move into greater alignment in our lives, right? That's, that's one of the things that's one of, it's like a natural process. What naturally happens is we feel a more dynamic energy. We feel more of a flow in our lives. It's just, it's, it's, it's not even like we have to think about it. We have to do it or whatever. We might need to do something in order to, you know, connect ourselves in. But once they're there, once we're there, that dynamic and is uh, like, it's, it's smooth. It's, it's like a natural unfolding. And that's why when, sometimes when you look at people and you say, how does that person do so many different things? Or why do they seem so happy all the time? Or, you know, that kind of thing. You know, that's part of what um, is going on. That they have this kind of uh, alignment that allows them to easily, just kind of easily be energized by what it is that they're doing. And you can notice this. Have you ever noticed that like with some people, you have a ton of stuff to say? You know, it's like you can just talk and talk and talk. It doesn't matter how you know them or anything like that. You just get started and it's just, it's effortless. The conversation just flows and you'll get around someone else and all of a sudden it's just like, mm, now I have to kind of make up things to do. I'm going to go through these formal, um, formal steps and um, I, I'm going to just uh, like kind of fake it till I make it sort of thing or just fake it um, rather than this just kind of constant and effortless flow. Right? So like that's the difference between that awkward conversation where you're like, what are we doing here? Um, to that sense of like, oh, wow, I just anything that I say somehow it's coming back to me in a way where it keeps growing and building. Right. So just think of that as like two clear things. One, lots of effort. Lots of kind of manipulating it with your mind in the sense like, oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Um, and the other one just almost like so, so you're getting more. You're actually getting more volume. You're getting more conversation, more dialogue, but it's easier. It takes so much less effort. So like you look, so what's the value, right? What's the value of having this kind of alignment in your life is because you, you will not only feel better and happier, but all of a sudden it's like you can get more done with less effort. It's your, you're swimming with the current rather than against the current. And so you can get all of this stuff. You can, I mean, all of these things done almost effortlessly. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, 
build that up too much because, you know, when, when we, wh- whether we're working on ourselves, a relationship or work, it, whatever, there is a certain amount of effort that goes into that process of growing and unfolding and all of that kind of thing. And, um, and we, we want to give, we want to honor that as well. But in, in looking at what, um, you know, what can I do to really get myself energized and feeling positive and uh, able to accomplish more with less time, less energy, uh, and, and more just general good results than we can bring ourselves into this alignment? Okay. Um. So one of the things that I think is sometimes helpful when we're looking at these terms, especially when they start to talk about things that are a little bit more difficult to um, see, uh, is to, to give them some clarity, right? So in alignment, it's um, you could say it's a position of, this is like a dictionary definition, it's a position of agreement or alignment, alliance. It's a position of agreement. Or alliance. So it's also possible to kind of talk about it as this, you know, like we've got this inner and outer agreement that's mutually supportive. Right? There's a, there's, there's something that's happening in that where one thing feeds another thing. And what we're looking at, whether it's, once again, work, relationships, what have you, when we create this sense of alignment, what we get is more. This is where it really, I think, just really becomes so important and huge is that we get this sense that there is um, more that's there just because of that alignment just because there is that connection, right? It's somehow it generates more in both by those two things being in alignment with each other. So our potential when we're creating alignment is to create so much instead of having the relationship where you're kind of negotiating one thing for, um, like, you know, like, oh, I'll do this for this person. They do this or, you know, it's like more transactional. Right. Or it can be one sided. One person is sort of being more supportive and giving to another person who's more receiving. When you move into, say, a relationship of alignment, what happens is that even though both parties are giving to the relationship, they are bringing something to it. They both walk away with more rather than even an equal amount. They both walk away with more. And so when you start to translate that, into other, you know, other parts of life, we look at, wow, we can actually create life, you know, parts of our lives, uh, the whole of our lives, so that we are like having a, a positive and transformational influence by creating this sense of alignment. That means if you do that, if you run a business or you're at work or whatever, and you bring that What happens is that work then becomes what I call healing or transformational in the, in the sense that instead of it being like I show up, I do my job, I get paid a certain amount of dollars. See, we're back to that transaction, transactional model. 
It's that through that exchange, through that alignment between me and an organization or me and my business, we're actually creating something that is more, that everybody feels that they win, like they win from, and that they they walk away being richer because of their effort rather than depleted because of their effort. And this is huge when we start to look at the world, right? Because when we look at the world, we can see so many examples where people are investing their, their life, their life force, their, you know, their, their time, their money, what have you. They're investing it in this way and they're not really getting back. They might be getting back a little less. They might be getting back a little more, but they're not really in these dynamic relationships, these aligned relationships that then create this profound healing and increase the overall sense of abundance. And that's what we can shoot for. We can shoot for that in all of our relationships. We can shoot for all of that in our um our, our businesses and our work. And then what we're doing, how we're not only are we feeling better and happier about the way that we're approaching our lives and how we feel about it, but we're also like seeing that really positive effect move out into the world. Because instead of just taking our peace and bringing it home and squirreling it away somewhere, you know, or not getting our peace and being angry and resentful for not getting our peace, we become really active and creating, you know, like I said, healing and transformation and really good things in the world. So if you can open up to that kind of concept around uh, alignment and the potential of it, then you get you can get so much. You can really start to see how these shifts that you make that really are making your own life better. You know, that's, that's where it starts. You, you know, you, you're making your own life better. Start to have this effect of, of not just making your life better, but of making everyone's life better. Right. So, so your, uh, self-discovery, your personal process, your investment in your life and in the things of your life, then um, wind up making the world a richer place. And not just in some kind of theory, but in, in real, um, terms, like as far as like actual, um, resources that people have, energy that people have, joy that people have. Becomes really powerful. So, in order to, you know, know, it's just like, well, how do we know? That we are in alignment, right? And this is where, you know, we start to, and it's a process. It's a, it's a skill to learn how to sense, you know, where, you know, when we are really creating this relationship, because m- many of us, you know, it's like need to learn this skill. We need to start to sense our way into it. So that then we can grow and develop and benefit it for more and more. But like anything else that we learn, you know, it's like we learn it, we see it a little bit, and then we start to fail at it a few times so we can find the perimeters of what it is that we're doing and we're learning, right? And we're honing. We're honing our ability to sense this alignment, right? And um, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Um, when I come back with um, Samantha Collins, 
And uh, Dr. Samantha Collins, author of Radio Heaven, will be joining me right after this break. And um, I will uh, talk to you in just a couple minutes. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com. This is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers. And before the break, we were talking about alignment and the potential for alignment, bringing more alignment into your um, your life and into the world. So um, uh, my guest today is Dr. Sam Collins, who is um, the CEO of Aspire and an internationally recognized and award-winning leader in leadership events, research, and coaching. And um, she specializes in working with women who are leading change in their lives and workplaces and communities. And um, she's also the international bestseller of um, the book Radio Heaven and has been listed as one of the top 200 women to impact business and industry. So I'm really happy to have her here today. I'm really happy to have you here today. Well, thank you for inviting me. And I was listening to everything that you were saying before the break. I found myself nodding a lot like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. So... (laughs) Good. You and I have alignment already. Yes, I agree. And we can, you know, we'll, we'll develop, we'll work on this a little bit more. We'll, you know, build this out a little bit more as we talk here this, um, this, uh, afternoon. So, uh, can you tell me a little bit about what brought you to your work? Just to let people know kind of what your trajectory was. Well, I, I had a very traditional upbringing. I was brought up in England and, uh, you know, my mom and my dad and sister and, you know, a nice kind of life. Although we, we didn't have much money. We lived on what's called a council estate in England, which is a bit like a housing project in the U.S. So we didn't really have much, but I, we, I was, I was brought up in a very loving family. 
um, I saw my mom go in the, in the 1980s and go out to work and become a working woman. And I was very impressed by this, you know, to see her in her 80s shoulder pads going out to work. <laughs> and, uh, I, I watched, I watched this as a teenager and was always really sure that that's something that I wanted to do. But, you know, over the years, Kate, I also watched her lose herself in, in so many ways. And I could see that even as a teenager. And when I was 21 and in my final year of university, she actually took her own life. She, she died by suicide. And, and, and this was just such a surprise to me, such a shock to my whole system, this person that I trusted most in the whole world. Mm. And as much as it was such a dramatic event for me as a young woman, it did lead me to starting Aspire. It wasn't, I didn't start Aspire until nine years later. And I did have a good few lost years, I will have to say. But I had this and still remain to have a real passion to make a difference in the world, as I know that you do, Mm -hmm. to do work that I care about, to be able to have a level of work-life balance and success that perhaps my mom never achieved to achieve that even though she was something that she really really wanted so i started aspire when i was 30 years ago 30 years old so Mm -hmm. 15 years ago (laughs) we are 15 years later and still loving it and loving what you were saying about you know just really getting present and enjoying what i do and it's not Mm. necessarily about their money although that's important um the financial success or staying in the nice hotel or whatever it's about really seeing a difference in in people's lives and particularly in the lives of women um, that we work with every day Mm, yeah absolutely and so your your book radio heaven was inspired by your mom right yeah, it, it was. I mean, for, for the years, people have said to me, you should write a book. You know, you're a speaker, you you have a business, you should write a book. And I was always like, oh, I'm not a writer. What would I write about? And I, I guess I just didn't really see myself that way. And then um, somebody said to me, who was it? It was my sister said to me at one point, she said, you've got so many good stories, Sam. She said, you've got to write them down because one day you'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> very true <laughs> you, you know, your, your kids will want to read these stories and I was like my sister's going to be very blunt <laughs> so um, I thought okay I, you know it was always one day okay maybe I'll do that and then um, a friend of mine Kelly said to me you know you, you should write a book and come into our studio she said and we'll record you speaking she said and that might be a good start yeah. for you for the book so that's how I got going so um I did it initially really for my kids um it was also when I started writing it was also at the same point that I started the adoption of a little girl called Grace from the Democratic Republic of Congo so I wanted also to record that journey and have I wanted her to read it, you know, at some point and say, oh, that's why my mad mum decided to adopt me. <laughs> that's, that's what was going on in her head. <laughs> Beautiful. So what is the, um, what does that phrase mean, Radio Heaven? Well, Radio Heaven is a phrase that my mum, Gillian, used to use when we were driving in the car, Kate, and, um, you know, a song would come on the radio and she'd start singing really loud and we would sing along 
Um, I remember one of her favourites was uh, Dancing Queen by ABBA. So uh-huh. you'd be driving along and be like, Dancing Queen! <laughs> da, na, 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 na. And, you know, just loving it, feeling so connected, uh-huh. so in alignment with her and just loving it. And sometimes it would be sadder songs, sometimes it would be happy songs. But she'd always, the song would end after she, and she'd turn off the radio in the car and she'd say, Radio Heaven. And I said, but what, what, mum, what does that mean? And she said, well, Sam, she said, sometimes we need to get messages and the radio is a way that we get messages. So she said, listen to the signs in your life. Mm. Listen to the songs, listen to the signs because they always have a meaning for you. Mm. And so that's the theme of this book, which is a lot of what you were talking about before about being in alignment and listening to the signs, whether it be a song or a person or an email or a book mm-hmm. that we feel aligned to and, and we feel like has a message for us. Good, mm. good, good message often. Yes. Well, yeah, absolutely. So right before the break, I was talking about, you know, how can, uh, people get a sense of like how to tune into themselves, how to tune into what it is that they really want. So can you say something about that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was reading some of your blogs and I, I'm very much, um, in alignment with your thoughts on it too. I mean, meditation is, is, is key for me. So being quiet, cause I, I have a very busy, loud house. I have two young sons running around bouncing off the walls most of the time <laughs> and people coming over. You know, we have, we have, I, I like to have a, I'm an extrovert, so I like to have a big social life. So, you, you know, to find quiet time is not always the easiest thing in the world. You have to hide myself away. But finding that quiet time is really important. And as well, so that's a solo endeavor. But I think to be around like-minded people is so important, like to find your tribe and to find people who you, you know, will bring you up and will say you're not, you're not crazy. It's a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. But you're not, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not completely crazy. <laughs> the idea is crazy. But let's think about how you could do it. Let's support you rather than like, you know, there's other people like, what are you talking about, Sam? And like, making a difference to a million women, forget about it. You know, you've too much. Strength. So it's people <laughs> being around like-minded people, I think is really so important. So, so yeah. important. So getting that, so being around people who facilitate that um, deeper sense of either connectedness or understanding or, you know, whatever it is that it's like that even in, in what I heard and what you were saying, it's like even if your idea is kind of crazy, they can see the genius in it and they can see how to, you know, support you. In um, whether that's just through being them or having feedback or whatever, that then helps you like step into the part of it that really, really is in alignment, really has the strongest resonance with who you who you are. That's exactly it. And people who can see your genius. And I, I was watching a, a, a talk the other day where they were saying that you should spend a third of your time with people who are sort of at the same level as you for a, a support, a third of your time mentoring people and a third of your time being mentored. Nice. And I, I, I like that because I was like, that's a really 
interesting way of looking at it. So you're always looking to develop and grow. You are being supported in the current, your current state. And also you're looking to give back and bring people up, um, which is a very big part of our mentoring. We have a mentoring program around the world. So we're very much about bringing young women up and helping young women to, to be supported and, and, you know, other women mentoring them along the way. So it's absolutely key for them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I know happens to people as they, you know, kind of step into this, you know, kind of tuning into what it is that they really want, moving towards that in their life is that they, you know, they hit a wall of fear. And that, like, what I say is as soon as you commit to something, then all your resistance comes up. (laughs) And so, you know, what, what can you do to stop that? You know, that's the number one question I get asked is how do I not be in fear or how do I stop fear? And, and, and I always say the same thing, like it's unstoppable and it's a good yep. thing yep. because without fear, there is no space for courage. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that because, yep. it, you know, it gives, it's almost like a fuel. Like when you're in fear, you're like, okay. It's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> need to do that radio interview. Need to speak up to my mm-hmm. boss. Need to start my own business. Need to tell him or her that this isn't right for me anymore. Need to stay in a boutique hotel and not this big again. Or like I'm done, you know. And so, uh, what will people think? I don't care what people think. You know, it's all good. Right. So fear is a wonderful thing if you sort of say, you know welcome it. I say, okay, Mister Fear, come in, sit down. Let's have a conversation here. You know, (laughs) are you really real? So it's almost that pushing away fear. This is like, um, when you push away fear, it's, it gets amplified and then it can be a showstopper. But if you're willing to invite it in and recognize that it's really pointing out that you're taking a risk, that you're challenging yourself, that you're, you know, you're moving into a new, uh, zone, a new experience, then it becomes possible to just walk with it versus have it kind of block the path. I think so. I, it's not always easy. I think sometimes, you know, in our world, we say, well, you should do this and you should do that. And if you do this, this good yeah. thing will happen. And then you're in it and you're like, I don't like this. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, right. it feels rough. <laughs> it feels really rough in the moment, in the day to day. You know, when, when I was writing my book, I was writing about several of my failures and several of my successes, but I really tried to write more about the failures cake because I thought there's so many success stories out there and you read them and you think, does this person ever have a bad day? I mean, please, right. <laughs> you know, what's the real answer here? So I, I want to write another book called The In-Between Times because there's so many <laughs> days that are just rubbish, right? <laughs> like, right. how am I going to get through this day? Um, you know, that's when you, you come back to purpose, you come back to passion. Like, why am I doing this? What's the cause? What's the reason? And my cause and passion, you say to yourself, when you connect to it, is bigger than that fear. Yes. And when one outweighs the other, it gives you that, that, that courage, that, that heart, that rage of the heart which makes you do things that perhaps you wouldn't normally think about doing. So yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. And I, I I love that. And I think that it is also important to remember to really take care of ourselves, really nourish ourselves, give ourselves everything that is necessary to walk through those difficult times. 
Um, because, you know, another thing that can happen is like when you're saying that, um, you know, you think, oh, well, all you have to do is like make fear your friend and then, you know, march on forward. And it's not always as easy when you're in the moment. Well, one of the things that winds up being a real big challenge is that the, um, you know, we're, we're, we can get on our own case about being afraid or, you know, feeling stopped in our tracks. And, um, and then that becomes a very, like a depleting cycle. And I think that if we, um, make a point of whether it's for, via our community or, or, you know, in our own lives, when we make a point of really nourishing ourselves, then we have more reserves for the leaner times when, um, you know, the pressure is, is on, so to speak. I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I, but it took me a long time to learn it. I, I don't know about you, but I mean, mm-hmm. I was like full, like gun ho in the first, 10 years of, mm-hmm. of running my business. And then um, I, I think, you know, when I got married and moved across the world and had two children within two years, I was sort of forced into it. You know, I was yep. forced into, I, I, I cannot work this way anymore and I don't want to work this way anymore, right. but how on earth am I going to make this work? Right. Because we're conditioned. Well, if I work 12 hours a day, I'm going to get more done. I'm going to achieve more. I'm going to make more money. That's how it works. That's how what our society mm-hmm. says, but it's not true. It, mm-hmm. it's, it needs to change. In fact, what I have realized is the less I work, the more I'm present and focus on the things that I'm really good at as opposed to doing all the stuff that I feel like I should do. Right. You know, the, the, the better life is. But again, this is all very theoretical. It's all sort of a nice conversation. You don't know it until you actually try it out. And my husband said, try it out. Try finishing work at one o'clock every day. I got a chapter in my book called One O'Clock Deadline. Mm. And I was like, you've got to be joking. Like, one o'clock? I forget <laughs> it. <laughs> but then you, you know, you start to try it. You start, your practice makes perfect. That was one of the things that I was saying about alignment, that as we learn to kind of bring ourselves into alignment, we actually get further with less, which then it, like then it's a, a self-supporting cycle is that, you know, if you are if you're really, you know, if you start to take care of yourself and if you start to put yourself into, you know, um more and more aligned experiences in your life, then you can continually deepen that, creating more space for yourself, creating more presence for yourself. Ultimately, that's going to just kind of keep the process moving forward. I, you know, I, I really believe that. And I, and I, I have seen that to be true. I, I mean, I think there is a level of um, resilience and patience and patience is not one of my forte. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a level of resilience and patience that is really important. I, I know with, with adopting Grace, uh, we started the, the, the process two and a half years ago. And, and there has been many times when I have been like, this is clearly not working. I'm listening to the signs that are telling me it's not working. Mm-hmm. And I made that up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I made the decision. I'm not giving up on this. If something else happens that stops this, then okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm not giving up. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be interested to know that yesterday we got the announcement that she'll be finally coming here. That's your awesome. Congratulations <laughs> to everybody. That's fantastic. <laughs> 1,300 children have been stuck out there. 
Wow. With their adoption. All, all legally adopted, but um, not been able to, to come over to the US. So, yeah, yesterday was a, uh, a day with a lot of, of tears and mm. a good few glasses of champagne. Mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> wow. Huh. Wow. So, I mean, I think that that is uh, a really, how long did you say it was? It was a year and a half, two years? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. So in two and a half years, it's just like you met with a lot of failures along the way. And, um, you know, times where you were at, um, like you were saying that you were looking at saying, well, should it be this difficult? Is this like one a sign that I shouldn't be going in this direction? And so what would be your suggestion for, you know, like dealing with failure and, and still moving forward? I think it depends, Kate, on the extent of the failure. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I I try and grade it. Like, is this an an A class? <laughs> is this a B? Is this a C? You know, it's not too bad. And I give myself, I allocate myself a grieving time. Oh. So I say, okay, I'm allowed to stay under the covers, eat chocolate, or do whatever I want to do for an hour or huh? a day. Or I think my longest has been two weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Chocolate under the covers for two weeks. <laughs> anyway, so I give myself a period of time and, then, and, and I really fully allow myself in that time to berate myself. You know, I try and get it all out of the way. Berate myself. Uh-huh. How did I do it wrong? And then at the end of it, I say, okay, I'm done. I'm done now. I've done all of that. And then I say, okay, what did I learn? Okay. Time to do it differently. And then I start again <laughs> with like a revised, a revised plan. I try, so I get all the emotion out. Then I go incredibly logical and practical into what I need to do. I mean, and we have, I mean, we've had some dramatic instances which range from our little girl being beaten in an orphanage to me having a machine gun in my face to lost paperwork. Mm. So they, you know, they can be graded definitely there um, with with certain periods of time but um i really feel like if i got through those particular circumstances i feel pretty pretty invincible right now yeah yes absolutely i think that that's excellent advice um giving yourself time to deal with what has happened really allowing yourself to embrace that and then getting practical, getting up and saying, okay, what needs to be done here? That's like a really balanced approach. Um, and I think that, you know, people can either fall down and not get up or, you know, uh, try to move forward too quickly. And then sometimes, you know, wind up, you know, with more problems or more strain or something like that. So that sounds really like really sound advice. And, um, you know, I, we, just have a little bit more time here, like a couple more minutes. And, um, and it can you let people know how like they would know, or they might know that they're on track, um, or when they're not on track when it comes to their, their life? Well, my book, Radio Heaven, is called Radio Heaven, One Woman's Journey to Grace. Grace being the name of the little girl we're adopting. But what I've realized, actually, that grace is more than her name, Grace, is about a feeling of peace, you know, that you were talking about earlier, a feeling of happiness, a feeling of peace. And I think you either, you either know you're in that or you're not. Like life 
either feels difficult and challenging or it feels more peaceful. And I think that's the easiest way to know. Like, how do I feel? Am I feeling good? Am I feeling not? And then in addition to that, to be, if things start to happen, you know, like when magic starts to happen, people start showing up, opportunities start happening and you don't really have to do too much as if it's happening with grace and ease, then that's a really great sign that you're on purpose and you're on track. Mm-hmm. Right. So noticing the places where there is that, that grace, that ease, that flow, that things are just happening and it feels more effortless. Absolutely. I mean, and of course, the opposite is also true. <laughs> when it's yeah. not feeling particularly graceful or peaceful and things are not happening and it feels like a struggle, that's also a very good sign of saying, okay, hang on, let me regroup. Let's find out well, what's not working here. Oh, I've gone off track. There I go. I've gone off track again. Right, right. So, okay, well, I, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and um, being a guest on the show. Uh, it's been wonderful to have you. And if people are looking to find out a little bit more about you, um, how would they do that? Well, thank you for having me as a guest. Loved it. Loved our conversation. It's reconnected me with a few things. Um, so to find anything out about Aspire, it would be aspirewomen.com. That's our website. Mm. And then, um, if anyone feels like they might want to read Radio Heaven, you can find it on Amazon. Great. Fantastic. So Radio Heaven on Amazon and, um, aspire.com. And thank you so much again. It's been wonderful. And, um, we're going to go to a commercial break. Thank you. Craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesiner.com. This is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers Radio. Um, we just got done with an interview with Dr. Samantha Collins, and we were talking about her book, uh, um, Radio Heaven. 
which is available on Amazon. And also, we were talking about this alignment, how we know when we're alignment, how to deal with some of the the bumps that come along the way. And one of the things that I really um, liked that she highlighted when she was talking was that, you know, when we start to talk about ways to create, you know, more in our lives, whether it's, you know, more connectedness, more abundance, more alignment, more joy, all of this kind of stuff. One of the things that can happy that's like kind of like the sneaky underbelly of it all is that we start to think that that is just like, that's it. That's the whole, that's the whole package. That's where we're supposed to be all the time. And um, lose sight of, you know, as she was aptly saying, the in-between times, right? Or the times where there's failure or there's fear or something like that. And that is a necessary part of the process. It's like we, we get it all. And, and, the, and the purpose is not to push things away and try to get rid of them as much as it is to make choices to bring ourselves to a deeper and deeper connection, um, with the, these positive things, these things that are really supportive of us that bring out these positive states. So we're choosing them and it, rather than denying something else. So when something comes your way, like a fear or a failure or something like that, it's not like, oh, I messed up. I didn't get that right. And, you know, if I'd only worked my alignment more, I would have, wouldn't feel that way. Instead, it's like, oh, okay, that's part of the process. That's part of the learning. That's how I get to new types of understanding, to deeper levels of joy, to more of a, a, a sense of how to create alignment in our life. And that's the process. That's the unfolding. I had a... um a woman that I worked with for a few years and um, what she would say to me is that, you know, you don't ever say to a flower that it is like not growing at the right speed, right? And um, that we can do that to ourselves. We can start to say, oh, but you should be here or you should be experiencing it this way or, you know, why does it seem like other people have it figured out and I don't? But it's like the our process of growth is unique to us and is perfect. And we can really just allow that to happen. And like I said, make choices in the direction of, you know, things that support us, things that help us out. And be willing, you know, as Sam was saying, to hide under the covers and eat chocolate in the bad times if... You know, it's like sometimes that's that's the best thing that we can do. That's the most supportive and loving thing that we can do is give ourselves some space to be with the more challenging emotions. Um, so uh, before we've got a few minutes left today, um, to, and I just want to talk a little bit about um, how we can develop this sense of alignment. Right. And uh, part of that is looking at this sense of resonance. So like when resonance is talked about, one of the ways it's talked about is that it, it's like um, it, it's it's basically that one force or 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 winds up moving another one, right? So one item is like moving and vibrating and it and because of it, it actually vibrates this other one. Right. So that there's this relationship between the two of them. 
um, uh, so I'll just say, so in, in physics, right, we could say that it's like, and this is like a definition again, a phenomenon that consists of a given system being driven by another vibrating system or by an external forces to oscillate with greater amplitude. Okay. So basically it's one, it's like that sense that one, it's like if you ever hit a note just right and you have an instrument in the room and the room, the instrument resonates with it. Um, it's that sense that there's this uh, vibratory, this uh, effect that happens. And the reason why is because our body as an instrument can feel like that sometimes. So that's really why I bring this up is this idea that when you tune into yourself, you can start to feel this relationship that happens. And that is very helpful in understanding when we're in alignment with something, when there's something there, right? And that, I mean, that there can be, they can resonate with higher parts of us or lower parts of us. But anyway, there's a relationship between what's going on inside, something inside and what's going on outside. Right? Um, it's another way of saying that is that something on the outside is resounding with something on the inside. Right? We use this, this tool all the time in the therapeutic process. Right? Where when, when, when a person, when like you don't know, sometimes like in, when you're working with someone, um, or you're doing work yourself, basically you don't know that the answer, like you couldn't answer the answer. But when something's put forward, you have a vague sense that somehow that might be right, even though you can't really put it together, or you know, mm -mm, it's not right. And that would be a perfect example of using that resonance. It's like, oh, wow, something about what you just said really kind of hits with me. It resonates with me. Okay. So now the trick here is that what we want to do in order to create that, like what I was talking about with alignment, the potential for alignment, what we want to be able to do is to have contact with the deepest and truest part of ourselves. This is the core self that I, I talk about all the time because that's what we want to feel that relationship with. It, that's going to be very informative um, in, in, uh, in connecting us in a deep and profound way with our world. Now, everything's information and everything's valuable, but that kind of connection with our core is the one that's going to create the alignment that really has a lot of power to it. So we want to figure out ways to stay connected to your core, which is, I talk about that a lot, um, and then to recognize when there's the connection with the outside world. Right? So I recommend that, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, meditation. Now, meditation does not have to be sitting quietly emptying your mind. Meditation can be walking. Um, meditation can be dancing. Um, meditation can be chanting. You can find ways of opening yourself up like this and stilling the emotional chatter that are, are, are that work for you. Because for some people, you know, sitting down and emptying their mind is like, that's, is, is not the right place to start. So think of it in terms of calming the chatter of the mind and, and opening up 
um, and and that'll help you kind of move in the direction of both your core self and kind of cueing into your world a little bit more. Um, pay attention to what it feels like to at least um, to be in an environment that you at least guess is right for you. So sometimes people don't know and they're like, well, where do I start? Well, just start with a guess. Throw a dart. You don't have to know. Just pay attention to what it feels like when you're there. And that will bring you on the journey. That will allow you to take the next steps. So don't worry about getting it right. Um, worry more about getting started. So, and then the other thing is to really start to listen with more than just our mind. We become, when we do that, we move into analysis. When we move into analysis, that analysis paralysis, when we move into analysis, we're, we're, we're looking at the situation a certain way that may not provide us with the most beneficial information that we, um, you know, that we could have. So, um, really making sure that you um, tune into the rest of yourself. And the other key piece here is about remembering to observe your life. You know, all of this is about being more awake, being more conscious, being more intentional. And one of the ways that we get there is just being willing to sit back, you know, and really take a look at things. What's really happening here? Instead of reactionary, instead of, you know, trying to, oh, but it's, you know, make sense of something while we're in it and we're all tied up in it. Okay. So those are my tips for kind of both connecting more deeply with yourself and then helping you start to sense how and when you're in alignment with the things outside of you. But the biggest cue I think was really great um, is uh, getting that sense of, um, of ease. Ease is a really good indicator of moving in the right direction. Well, that is all for today. I want to thank you for joining me. It's been wonderful to have you here. Um, this has been Real Answers. We've been talking about alignment and resonance. And um, I am Dr. Kate Siner. And if you'd like to know more about my work, you can go to katesiner.com. And um, there's lots of great stuff for you to check out. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.